ding. I clicked it. Okay, let's do a quick clap. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> okay, guys, let's do some introductions. So I'm Sasha Ballantyne. I'm Anique Blaze. I'm Rachel Bachner. We have special guest. guest Rachel Bachner today on Songwriting Saves the World. Welcome. It's Thanks super for exciting for everybody. She's our first guest. <laughs> I'm honored. It's the trial run. Okay, Rachel, we have a little intro. Like, we're going to introduce you and do like a bio, okay. if that's okay with you. <laughs> like, you're going to give me. Yeah, like, gonna we're going to do like, like, drum roll, like, bio, like, and then like introduce you. Okay, okay. go for it. <laughs> Okay, drum roll. <laughs> Rachel Bachner is our special guest today. She's a 23-year-old singer-songwriter. She's the new Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Not that we're, like, trying to replace Lana, but she, you know, has some similar qualities. She does. She's um, been putting out bop after bop. Yeah, really bop nice. after bop. <laughs> she has... Um, a handful of songs out on Spotify and has racked up over 200,000 streams, right, Rachel? <laughs> that That's the queen, yeah. That's a yes. <laughs> she just released a song called Purple. Little Plug was actually co-written by me and Anique. <laughs> <laughs> so you should definitely go stream it. You should definitely go stream as it. As well as her other great songs that are out on Spotify and Apple exactly. Music now. And also to check out her interviews. Oh, She'll yeah, have check an out her interview interviews. in Cube Magazine soon. Mm-hmm. And she has one in the future wave. Yep. Yeah. As our <laughs> first guest on the podcast, we have a special fun little game for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's called Right Tour Tank slash Take Home. We haven't figured out which one because it kind of sounds mean to say tank. But you have okay. three options. You have three artists, and you can write with one tour with one and the one that you tour with you cannot write with it's strictly just touring strictly touring (laughs) strictly touring and then one that you can either take or i guess take home and become friends yeah take home (laughs) yes (laughs) we were trying to come up with a variation on f mary kill and we wanted to do like a like a songwriting one so we had to write all of the options are like nice yeah, well, that's why it's tank. Tank is like the but one we're know. like, is that too mean? So we changed it to write tour take home. But it's like, I don't know. You can pick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Your three artists are Lana Del Rey, mm-hmm. Chelsea Cutler, mm-hmm. and Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, see, we, we picked ones we knew were okay. special to you. Um Okay, I'm I'm gonna say that I would write with Lana. Even though mm, I would be so intimidated and in <laughs> awe the entire time. Um, but I feel like that experience would be like full circle moment. <laughs> and I think I would tour with Chelsea Cutler because she just seems like a oh, good time. Yeah, she does. I've seen her perform once and she just like looked like she was having the best time. And then I would take Frank Ocean home and just like, hang out with him all the time and pick his brain mm. that's a good idea that was okay yeah you did well with that you did well with that. <laughs> yeah and if you have any suggestions for like different um something different for the last category because we were really confident on right and tour and then the last category we wanted the word to start with t so that it sounded like a fun title to the game right mm. but we couldn't i don't know so like if you if anything right comes to mind tour. 
Ew, the first word that came to mind is tickle, and that's just, like, not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that to anyone. That's funny. (laughs) Okay, how about we jump into this little interview we have for you. Today, like, our topic, kind of general topic, is co-writing, but we have some specific questions kind of for you before we dive into that fully. Okay. Um, So first, like, can you just give us a bit of, like, an intro, like, background to you and how you started doing music and why you started doing music kind of just like how did you end up where you are now sure um so I as you guys know haven't actually been writing and making music for that long um I have always been singing and that's always been a big love of mine but it wasn't until I was interning at a record label that I kind of realized that I wanted to be on the other Mm. side of things. Um, So Mm -hmm. that kind of pushed me to just like try writing because it just was something that I never really explored. Um, And I think maybe I was a little bit scared of of trying because it's definitely... (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's it's like a vulnerable thing and, and sharing your work, especially when you're just starting out, is is intimidating. Um, so that was going into my senior year of college. So basically that year, my senior year, I was writing and, and I was writing by myself because I didn't know a ton of people who, um, I mean, who were interested in music and in general but especially like writers I didn't know anyone so I was just writing by myself and like playing around (laughs) on logic and making demos that are funny to listen back to now um even though it had it's like it wasn't that long ago but it's definitely um, oh my gosh it's different (laughs) I was just Um, going through my old garage band stuff like two days ago garage band that's where you find the gems (laughs) <laughs> like late into the night I'll like start listening to something I'm working on now and then I'll just like get in like a hole of just like listening to like all the old stuff I've ever worked on and I stay up like all night listening I'm just like this is so weird like why was what <laughs> but was sometimes she thinking? good sometimes good <laughs> it's like yeah. it's a weird it's a mixed bag but it's so interesting <laughs> to see how much you've yeah, grown no, I feel that um but yeah so until you know the end of my senior year I'd, I'd really only written alone and I think that one because it was it was still kind of new to me and two because I had never written with anyone else when I did apply to the NYU songwriting session that I know you guys talked Hey-o. about last week oh my um, god she listens <laughs> I was <laughs> I was I mean of course super excited because like finally I was going to be around people who had this similar passion that I had but I was also really scared because the whole concept of the of the course is co-writing and I was like I don't even know if I'm actually like decent at this I'm scared so So. that yeah I mean you're you obviously did great like we know you witnessed (laughs) it but was that the first time you ever co-wrote yeah that was the first time I had ever co-written and um so I was really I was scared because like I I really love doing it by myself but because I wasn't really around other artists and musicians like I guess I didn't really have external validation like if it was good like I would show my family but of course they're gonna tell me that they like it because they're you know my relatives or friends Mm -hmm. who would be like yeah like that's cool (laughs) um so 
that was that was like my first experience co-writing and in that two-week process it like completely transformed how I like approach writing how I Mm -hmm. how I like am able to think creatively especially with other people in the room and I mean I'm still of course I battle with feeling insecure about like writing with someone that I don't know or you know saying my ideas confidently but I think that that my experience at NYU really kind of like confirmed for me that I it's something that I could do and Mm -hmm. I could do it well and I can also do it with other people and have so much fun and make something that I wouldn't be able to make by myself (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that was that was special yeah that kind of and I met you guys oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that kind of leads nicely into the next question right yes so out of all of your co-writing sessions, what has been your favorite co-writing session and your least favorite? My least you don't favorite. name names or anything, but, but just like, a general. I mean, if, if we know, well, then we'll know. Because realistically, <laughs> we would like to think that everything's going to be great, but there are some co-writing sessions that don't go as well as we want them to. Yeah. So if you could talk yeah, a little bit hard. about that. Um, oh, that's so hard. I, I don't know if I have a favorite because the dynamic is obviously so different like mm-hmm. with That's true. whoever you're with mm-hmm. um obviously had a great time writing purple with you guys um oh, and that was fun because <laughs> that was that was kind of different because you know we had a producer in the room mm-hmm. and it was like yeah kind of all happening at the same time whereas for NYU for example like that was just writing and you know maybe piano maybe guitar so that was that was really fun um I also, like, I think we'll always have a special place in my heart for when Carmen and I wrote Half of You. Mm. Um, just because that was kind of, like, start to finish. We, like, were in a practice room, Carmen, me, a piano, and we just, like, wrote this song that um, means a lot to me and I think to her as well. <laughs> yeah, Carmen um, is an amazing artist. Yeah, yes. Carmen is from so Italy. talented. She's so cool. Yeah. Wait, what's her so, Spotify name? We should plug her if we're talking Caris. about her. Yeah, Caris. yeah. Super, super cool. Go, um, go listen. That I look back on like really fondly just because, um, I don't know, the process was just, it just felt really easy and it obviously took time. We, it, we were in that room for like several hours um, and I think that we actually, it took like two separate, um, sessions to finish it, but I don't know. I just like, and maybe it was because, um, that ended up being like the first song that I released, like just by myself under my own name. Maybe Special. that's why. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> your first single baby. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't really have a favorite, like it's always different and it's always, I mean, it's not always fun, but it's usually fun. <laughs> Um, I mean, when we're like delusional writing in my basement <laughs> at like two right. in the morning, like no, that's still fun. <laughs> um, uh, Lee's favorite. I mean, that's <laughs> tough because it's like some, it's not even like a matter of like it not being my favorite because I think that in the not so productive or maybe not so fun writing sessions that I've had, I've still kind of like learned something from yeah. it. So, and, and I think that that's important because you're not going to be able to work with every single person you meet, like, mm-hmm. super well. 
and there's True. nothing wrong with them because you didn't work well with them and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with you because you didn't work well with them it's just like people have different personalities different like ways of of like articulating ideas and working through things so I think that it's definitely it's good to like learn some patience by having some Mm -hmm. you know kind of rocky writing sessions but at the the end of the day like you know I mean in in every aspect of life like you're not gonna be like the perfect match for someone so yeah it's kind of interesting okay (laughs) (laughs) that like you can be friends it was something weird for me to learn that like you can love somebody and like get along so well with them and then just like have not the best writing session with them yeah yeah it's kind of a weird thing to be like oh I love you but like we just don't vibe when we're writing it's like same thing with like roommates too because you can be best friends with someone but you can't live with them together (laughs) always it's just the way of the world Rachel there's something that I really wanted to bring up because I'm scared like it's not really a question (laughs) well it it is a question it's just something that I really that I've told I've talked to you about this before something that I really admire about you me too and so what we have on our Google Doc is for you to talk about being a figure outer because you one of like one of the just like the most obviously like you're amazing, you're so talented, and there's so many good things about Rachel I can't even list them. But like one of Shut the things up. that just stands <laughs> out to me is that there's so many like moving parts and random like weird things to know like from going from the process of like writing someone or write, writing someone writing something and then like getting it out and like all the things in between that and all the things that come with being an artist and like figuring out distro kid and figuring out cover art and figuring out all this stuff and you are a figure outer you are a good researcher <laughs> through and, and through. you have you have the persistence to like figure out how to do stuff it's like whenever I have a question I'm like I really don't know how to do this Rachel's like okay like only I'll like I know how to do this. I looked into it, whatever. Literally, when we were starting, the, when we were setting up for this podcast recording right now, <laughs> she tells, Rachel pulls out this little trick. We're like, how are we going to make sure our audio is all synced up? And she's like, go to the corner of your of your laptop screen and press on the clock and then make it show the seconds so that we can all start at the same time. And I was like, Rachel, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. She just back at crafty. it again with the figuring okay. stuff out. She's crafty. Sasha and I spent like two minutes so, clapping last time, so yeah, we so much easier. <laughs> well, we <laughs> still we, we still don't right know now. if what if my idea even worked. So <laughs> you're no, still but a figure outer. You are you're such a figure outer, and I mean I don't know if you have anything like to say about that or how you got to sure. be this way, Rachel. But I just sure. think it's really cool and I mean, I'm just gonna preface this with stating that there are so many things that I do not know (laughs) and um, (laughs) I am still clueless like a lot of the time but I mean I'm always as you know like really open to helping you guys if you have a question that I happen Mm -hmm. to know something about and and there are a couple of people that like other artists friends that I have that have been you know similarly helpful to me and explaining Mm -hmm. things that I just don't get um, which is so, so invaluable, like just it's having so people that amazing. are, that are supportive and like willing to like share their tips and tricks because obviously it's like really competitive yeah. out here, but at the same time, we're kind of all <laughs> in the same boat. So it's in great to, boat. to lend a helping hand. But, um, I guess for like 
just in general. I mean, I didn't go to school for music. I didn't really have too much guidance. Like I had a couple of professors that that definitely, you know, I learned a lot from in school. Um, like the the my skills that I have on logic, while can definitely be expanded upon. Um, like I learned a lot of that in like a recording techniques class at school that I took for one semester. So like very grateful for the the professors and the classes that I was able to take at school, even though it wasn't really like a music school. Um, and then after that, it was kind of like, okay, there's a ton of stuff that I have absolutely no idea how to navigate. So I can either not know what I'm doing or try and kind of piece it together as I go and, and look into stuff and, and, you know, trial and error. And if you mess up, Mm -hmm. then you fix it if you can, or you do better next time. So it's, it's all a process, but I, that's really nice that you think that I'm so like, (laughs) I have it together because I just don't. (laughs) You are very, very helpful with honestly everything that I've asked you. You're like, oh, I'll just walk (laughs) you through it so easy. You're like, oh, I had to figure this out myself. So let me help you. And I think it really helps in like building a community of artists and friends that, you know, everyone has each other's back and that's really important. For sure. I I think that's super important. And like something that I've thought about is, Obviously, you know, there is like pressure to be successful and and someone else's someone else's success might like kind of make you feel jealous or whatever, but mm-hmm. something that's so great about like music in general is that just because you like one song doesn't mean that you can't like another song. So can't there's like plenty another, yeah. of room for, mm-hmm. you know, many successful artists and I think that supporting one another is, you know, infinitely more helpful that's interesting that you say that because it is true it's like obviously like there's so many people trying to be whatever it is you are a songwriter an artist a producer like Mm -hmm. trying to do that and have whatever your definition of success is in that world but like you need like a team you need like a community and it's not it can feel like a competition because you kind of have the same but like no one's definition of success is the same and no one's like definition of a happy life or a happy like career is the same and so it's a good reminder to be like you like your community of musicians is so important and you shouldn't like feel like you have to compete with them because like you said there's room for everybody there's room for all these different genres and all these different songs like one great song never took away from another great song being great you know And you can all kind of, like, I love that, like, we all, like, work together so much. It's, like, we are, like, bringing each other up together, you know? And yeah. it's, it's just a cool <laughs> thing. <laughs> Sorry. Got a little inspiration. Love you guys. Love yeah, you. love you. <laughs> okay. Just going to turn into, like, a love fest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fine. It is It always is. Time. It always <laughs> is. How do you find producers? Because you've found a lot of, like, cool producers. Sure. Um, Like, honestly, sheer luck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I guess this kind of goes back to, like, the importance of, of, like, building a community because the people that I've worked with have all been, like, you know, like, friends of friends or someone Mm -hmm. who knows someone and I definitely would never have come across them on my own if I didn't have like that outside connection 
So yeah, like one there, I have a, a good friend um, who I interned with and one of her roommates happened to be a producer. And so through mm. my friend, I met, I met him and, and, um, and worked with him on, on a handful of songs. And then I co-wrote Ocean Drive with another girl, um, Sarah Celine, if you haven't mm-hmm. heard the song, <laughs> um, and the Ocean Drive. And I, I'm, and I think how how we came um, to work with Liam was like she had worked with another producer who knew him, and so I think maybe she had reached out to the first producer who wasn't able to take on the project. So then he like referred her to to Liam, mm-hmm. and then that's how we started working with with him and. And yeah, so yeah. Sh- sheer luck, sheer luck, and just I mean sheer yeah. <laughs> luck and like reaching out to the people you know. I mean, it's not like sheer luck. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, but I definitely lucky. feel Liam's feel lucky. Cool, so it's pretty lucky. Too. He's yeah. pretty great. Yeah, What's his boy? Wait, baby boy, 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 boy blue. blue, baby boy blue. <laughs> I always say boy blue baby because isn't it like that on his Instagram? It's like backwards or something. Isn't His it? Yeah, yeah. The original handle was taken. I don't taken. know. Baby boy, blue yeah. lamb. Go stream his music. But too. it's also it's been it's been a really cool experience working with different producers um, because I guess I didn't realize like, um, you know, how collaborative that part of the process mm-hmm. can be too. Like, I mean, obviously, if you listen to some of the songs that I have out now, they they sound pretty different because I worked with different people and like that process mm-hmm. was also creative. So like Cairo, who, who produced half of you in passenger seat that are out right now, um, yeah. that has a totally different sound and the process was totally different than, you know, ocean drive purple, like in that sound. So mm-hmm. that, that was also a really cool thing to start getting into because, um, you know, then they kind of are able to like, suggest their own ideas that have their own flair and that helps shape the final product for ocean drive did you start it from scratch with liam as well so for ocean drive sarah and i wrote the song and we i think had a video Mm -hmm. of us performing it and i think it was just guitar and us singing and um i think that just that video was sent to liam and he kind of and i think that we we explained like the vibe we were going for and he Uh took it and ran with it amazing i think i've seen that video is it on youtube it is on youtube yeah i didn't know that it was being recorded (laughs) (laughs) it's not my best angle but like it is what it is it's great (laughs) i loved it um this one is it's kind of a silly one, but you know whatever. If you could open for any artist, who would it be? Oh, like so many people, that would be so <laughs> Pick exciting. Your top three. My top three. Good idea. Well, I mean, obviously, the first person that comes to mind is always going to be Lana Del Rey. Lana. Like, but also, like, mostly just because I feel like if I open for her, then like I'd be able to hang out with her and like. Mm become friends with her and like try and absorb some of her like mystical talent <laughs> the mystical um, vibes also i just like so i've been to two of her shows and like oh there's God, just really? something so yeah there's something That's so, so cool. like magical Exciting. about 
how she performs and and like it's always like really simple like it's not like she's breaking out into like dance numbers necessarily Uh but like there's always some like pretty like set going on and maybe there's like a like a rope swing and she's just there looking like a beautiful little goddess and and I don't know I just think that there's obviously something to be said about like you know a Taylor Swift stadium concert where it's like all this production (laughs) and like dancing and it's like so cool and involved and then a Lana Del Rey concert where it's it's basically like her singing to you and to me at least it's equally as as entertaining because I don't know that it's there's yeah I'm rambling (laughs) I love Lana (laughs) I feel like Lana Del Rey would really just like take you under her wing you could be her daughter oh she would Oh my god! Like I would you love really you like look so much mom. like her. I do not look like. <laughs> I think like, that you really do kind of resemble her. Like you could be her daughter. You really resemble her. <laughs> I mean, I thought that. I'll, the first I will time take I saw it. You. Me too. <laughs> I strongly, guys. It's the eyeliner. Like, don't yeah. let it fool you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the it's the energy. It's the face. It's the hair. It's all of it. Wow. Okay, but I anyway. Mean, thank you. <laughs> That's all Lana. I can say is thank you. <laughs> Okay, Anique, do you want to take the last one? Yes. So, growing up, what did you think a music career looked like? And did you think it was something that was actually attainable? Like, where did you think that you would start and kind of mm-hmm. figure out that this was something you actually wanted to do? I mean, right. you did kind of explain can... that. But, I mean, just did you think it was something that you could <laughs> actually go for and be like, wow, this is actually an attainable goal of mine? Or was it just kind of like, mm-hmm. this is a fantasy type of dream thing? Mm-hmm. Growing up, I always loved performing, like, from a young age, like, putting on shows and singing for mm-hmm. my family and probably all so terrible, but I just, like, I loved that. Born to entertain. And, <laughs> yeah, born to entertain. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, when I was, when I was in, in elementary school, middle school, I did, like, musicals and, and I just loved being able to sing what for musicals? People. <laughs> oh girl um <laughs> let's see did I play? did like okay in middle school like we had Susical and I was mm. amazing Maisie <laughs> um we had Seuss-ical like Willy Wonka and oh my gosh is that a musical and Hairspray and I love Hairspray I can't even and a lot of shows <laughs> a lot of shows don't worry I was um in the ensemble but it was still fun but i just i i just loved yeah hairspray is amazing and the movie it's the hands down oh my Um, god can't even i can't even talk about it i like start breathing heavy (laughs) (laughs) i'm like hairspray (laughs) yes great great musical great film um but yeah, so I loved performing and then like in high school i was in acapella group so like that was kind of more um, like pop music performing mm, type like situation. Like perfect type shizzle? You know, definitely <laughs> not quite at that level. But um, And I did acapella in, in college. So I always like had music going on like, at, you know, to some degree. And I really love that. And I love performing. And I hope to start doing more of that in the future with my own music um post just quarantine. because yeah post quarantine <laughs> um because I don't know like 
I just feel really happy when I'm singing mm. for people and Aww. and I miss that because I haven't done it in so long um but you know <laughs> future in the future but yeah so I don't know I mean I think like I said something that like was holding me back from even trying to write my own music was I think some fear that fear of failure I guess and then also you know it's it's a tough industry. It's it's obviously really hard to <laughs> make it big. So I think like the rational side of me was kind of like, you know, this might not be too likely. We don't like but, being rational here. Yeah, but clearly, <laughs> clearly, you know, I was trying to like have that in my life in some way, which is why I was like, oh, maybe I want to work at a label. Yeah. Like, maybe that's how I want music to be in my life. But but after having that experience, which was a great experience and totally positive, it just kind of like pushed me to to acknowledge the fact that like, no, I want to I want to be like writing and I want to be yeah. like creating and, and putting things out there and sharing it with the world. And and like, you know, yeah, that you are. Rachel. Well, I'm really glad that, that you, you had are. that push because if not, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be here. We'll be missing something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me too. Me too. Okay. Oh my god, I um, wouldn't know you guys. My life would be so much that worse. That would be so I, sad. Would be sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about um, I'm thinking we just jump into the general co-writing discussion. Okay. All right. Let's do what it. Yeah. Think? Enough about me. Jeez. So like, how about <laughs> we're kind of? I mean, we can just go with the conversation, but like, we can all like answer these ones and kind of give our thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. How many the first kind of like bullet point is how many people do you prefer writing with? Because you know, there's sometimes you're writing alone, sometimes you're writing with one other person. I feel like when you get to writing with like three, four other people, it feels a little crowded, <laughs> but mm. like I don't know, it's a different experience every time. And like, I feel like I've heard that, um, in a lot of like the co writes that are set up by like labels now it can often be like a lot of people because kind mm-hmm. of the thinking is the more good songwriters in one room the more likely you're gonna get like a great song which I don't know yeah. is it true is it not true up to di- up to you guys up to discussion I mean personally I like to write with two or three people I think four people can including you or two or three other people I think including myself I like okay three because like if the three of us were writing together, I yeah you know I feel like everyone can contribute to the conversation around it, lyrics, and we kind of discuss in a smaller setting. Um, I think when it gets to four people, it kind of feels crowded, but it's still okay. But I think over that would be a little too much. But I did notice when I was looking through writing credits on some songs that it's like six, seven writers. Yeah, and it's getting up there. Yeah, I don't <laughs> but know you also how. you also don't necessarily know like what they contributed because it could have been like before or after the fact so that's weird i don't know if credits really like yeah you never really know yeah you can't know for sure just from the list of names but i think two or three is really comfortable and you can definitely i don't know that's how i like it what do you think that's how i like it okay (laughs) um i mean i think yeah i love i love writing with two or three people total but also that's kind of like 
become my comfort zone like that's Mm -hmm. how many people I'm usually writing Mm -hmm. with so I've never been in a situation where I've been in in a room and there's like six Mm -hmm. seven whatever plus songwriters um so I can't like speak to that from personal experience but I I can imagine that um that would take some getting used to for me just because you have to I think you know be able to assert yourself and and like speak up more than you know you're used to um but again that I haven't I haven't experienced that yet yeah I think the most people I've ever written with was writing Grenada it was writing with Dream Kid oh yeah oh yeah there was five of us there and but then again we had started like with just four of us and then it became five after a swift dinner at Chipotle (laughs) and (laughs) nice things happen at Chipotle (laughs) Yeah, and I think, um, I don't know, being able to kind of, like, speak speak up is definitely, like, a skill to learn in co-writes, especially if there's more people. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, the more people, the it can be harder, like, to get everyone's ideas in. And, but, I mean, it also depends. Like, if it's a really good, like, mesh, then it can work really well. Like, I think Grenada worked really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... I do, I have kind of felt that, um, kind of the more like specific of a perspective you want to get, it's like the more, more people makes it harder. Cause like if you're yeah. writing by yourself, cause I find that like the stuff I write alone is like, not like weirder, but like it's more specific. It's like more often more like just kind of train of thought stuff. And I like say things that. I maybe wouldn't say in a co-write. I wouldn't suggest, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, there's ups and downs to that, and I think both are valuable. Valuable, But, like, if you have two people, then, like, you guys can, like, really get on the same train together, on the same train of thought, and, like, it can still be a really unique perspective. I think that can extend even to, like, three people. I mean, it could extend to however, like, many people can get on your wave, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I just well, I mean, if you're going possible. into a, a session and it's like, we're writing a song for, you know, Anique Blaze and mm-hmm. this is what it, like, this is the prompt or whatever, then people can kind of, I think, get on the same page. Whereas if you're, if we're just like FaceTiming together and we're like, let's write a song, like, <laughs> we don't necessarily know, one, like, who it's going to be for, or two, like, what... Yeah we're really trying to talk about so I think that that is important in um kind of like getting people on the same page is like what's the what is the goal of this session like who is it for what are we writing about what's the what is our like concept you know yeah but again I mean sometimes there's gonna be too many cooks in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) sometimes yeah there can be do you have any specific ways that you prepare for co-writing sessions like mentally um well for me I think it totally depends on like the context like if I have an idea that I want help expanding on and finishing Mm -hmm. um and I like send it to someone or whatever and I'm like do you want to help me write this and finish it blah, blah blah then going in I kind of have an idea of of like what I was going for initially um like for seven billion people for example Sasha Mm -hmm. like I had I had that first verse and like the chorus 
that you helped right. me kind of flesh out. But I had like the idea of what I wanted us to be talking about and mm-hmm. what I wanted us to focus on. So I guess I preparing for that. I liked writing that. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be out soon. Um, yeah. I listen to it so, every day. Um, it's not out yet so preparing (laughs) yeah she she just has the master um so preparing for that was i guess more like kind of fleshing out what i wanted us to focus on i guess um and then but for something like you know the other day when we just wrote um what did we end up naming it find a way yeah Find a way. Find a way. Um, yeah, my, my journal's right next to me. <laughs> I just thought. Yeah, like we, you know, like we just kind of like had different ideas that we had um, like on our own, you know, been working on or had in our right. voice notes or whatever. So I think like <laughs> I'll like voice go notes. through my voice notes, I guess, and like see if there's anything promising where that's yeah. like worth bringing up or yeah. I find um, that like I usually... I usually try to go into, like, a session. I mean, unless, like, okay, say I'm writing, like, with you, Rachel, and I am I know that, like, we're working on something that you sent, then obviously I'm just mm-hmm. thinking of ideas for that. But yeah. if it's, like, a session that there is nobody that, like, we're writing for and it's, like, there's there's no, like, previous idea that's been sent around, I usually try to have, like, something. I'll either just try to come up with some titles or I'll have a line that I've been working on like I'll try oh, yeah, to yeah. think of something before or I'll go through my voice notes or my regular notes or whatever and look for something. But yeah, I mean, something there to have get been the a ball f- rolling. few times. Yeah, there there have been a few times where I just go in with nothing but just vibes, you know? And <laughs> you're just like I'm just going to take whatever <laughs> take whatever comes at me and like in that situation I'll usually like the mental preparation is just like staying chill just being like let's just do Uh, all right we're doing this (laughs) we're just doing this we're just doing this with no prep and then I'll usually be like okay let's start with chords or like let's just talk at talk about like what's going on in people's lives right now so I think it like it can be both sometimes I like prepare sometimes I don't prepare I mean I think if I'm writing some with somebody new I usually come in with ideas but we usually don't end up what's what's um interesting and sometimes hard but also good about wow there's a lot of things that go with this about coming in with ideas is that rarely in my experience do they ever do they ever turn out if you even use the idea do they ever turn out how you thought they would turn out mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. you it might be your idea but you bring it to a co-write and it's not yours anymore it's the group's idea yeah. and so you have to let go of like whatever like Sometimes I, I won't suggest an idea because I'm like, I know I have too strong of an opinion already about where I want mm-hmm. this to go. And that means that's not yeah, a good yeah. thing. To, I mean, it could be a good thing to bring into a co-write if you're like to suggest it to, to your co-writers. Like, OK, I have this. This is where I, this is what I want it to be like. This is what I want to talk about. Come with me on this train, like get on my train and we'll go this way. And if they're cool with being on your train, then cool. But if mm-hmm. like everyone wants to have more of like a we're going to talk it out what we want to talk about then when I know that I'm too attached to something I usually won't bring it up I'll bring up something that like I kind of like just thought of or I am stuck on or something like Mm -hmm. that yeah so there's give and take (laughs) well for me mentally to prepare for co-write sessions because I tend to be a little timid and shy about like speaking up and saying my ideas 
which I think with you guys is a little different since I know you guys really well now, so I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to say things. So I kind of just have mm-hmm. to remind myself to let go of that and be more vulnerable, which is something that I'm like actively working on, which is why I have to kind of <laughs> go through Yay. that. But I do like to just go through my notebook and make sure that I have things written down that maybe I can contribute if I can't really think of anything or if we have nowhere to start. And I really like starting off co-writing sessions by talking about what we're going to write about. So it gives me a better Mm -hmm. idea and understanding. Because I kind of, Mm -hmm. I like to have a full picture of what we're doing. Yeah, we love context. Yeah. Rachel, (laughs) and that's another thing too, like as we're writing songs to kind of go through it and be like, okay, we talked about this in the first verse. What are we trying to say now? So I think that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. And those are things that I like to do. Yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah, a shared Google Doc, a, shared Google a nice Doc. shared Google Doc, a nice story arc, some notes. Quarantine so writing. So we're all literally Strong on the same Wi-Fi page. connections <laughs> so we can stay connected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which I'm still working on. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so the next thing was co-writing versus writing alone, but I think we kind of covered that and, like, how many people do you write with? Yeah. Like, it's I mean, kind of, like, it's it's different, you know? I do still think it's important to write alone. Like, I still like I to really write agree. by myself, and I love co-writing, and it's something that's kind of scary going into it. I think the first time we all kind of co-wrote was probably a little intimidating, but I still love it, but I do also still love to write alone. But I do love to send the things that I write by myself so I can make sure that it's not terrible. <laughs> I'm like, send, send me all them. your voice notes. notes and feedback. Yeah. All of my voice notes, I'm yeah. like, Sasha, Rachel, please listen to this. <laughs> but I'll, I'll only give you feedback if you ask for it. Ask for it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Bringing in some tea. There was tea. We're not going to share. Okay. <laughs> I definitely, I think, um, and I've said this story before, but it was one, I saw like an interview where Carity Gordy interviewed Charlie Puth. Okay. And so Charlie Puth went to Berkeley. And, um, she was, and she was his songwriting teacher while he was there. Mm-hmm. And there was this thing that she said, you know, everyone knows the song See You Again, right? By Charlie Puth mm-hmm. and Wiz Khalifa, I think is the rapper on it. Great song. I see you again. Okay. We love it. It's that song. She said, Kara Diagardi said to him that she felt like she saw him write that song in like several iterations throughout his time at Berkeley just like write it over Mm. and over again not like the same song exactly but like kind of the same idea trying to express that story in different ways until he finally got it right and I think that not obviously not every song is like that I'm a huge fan of just like writing something once and sticking with it you know (laughs) but I think sometimes like there are when there are bigger things you need to say or like deeper things you need to say it takes more than one try at writing it and I think that's where writing alone really comes in because mm. there I there can be ideas that you need to think through and you need to flesh out and you're not going to find the perfect words for them the first time yeah and I think that's how you kind of like um get like a better idea of your own personal style mm-hmm. and like yeah, what you're gonna end up bringing to a co-write you know yeah yeah definitely it's true so going into sessions do you have any kind of i don't even know what i'm trying to say when you go into writing (laughs) sessions for song splits do you have a regular split that you usually like to do like going in do you say let's split this you know evenly or Mm -hmm. do you kind of say well this is my like i'm taking this much 
of the song or do you wait until yeah, after how do to you figure bring that, out? that up yeah and the conversation What's around your rhetoric um i think like i mean obviously there's no like law <laughs> like people obviously have <laughs> different ways of doing law it of <laughs> um which can be which can be hard because then it if it's not like established clearly at like an early enough stage then it can kind of yeah it can kind of get weird I guess depending on no like who you're weird. working with but I mean I think <laughs> I think for me like if I if I start and finish a song with someone or people and we've all like we're all like kind of start at the same time and we're we're all contributing even if someone isn't contributing as much like their input is still kind of guiding the way that it that it ends up so I think that that totally makes sense to um to split evenly um and I think that a lot of people do that you know like if you're in the room and you're there when a song is like for lack of a better word, like, conceived. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The song is conceived. um, Then, yeah, like, everyone's input kind of, like, played a role in in how (laughs) that song came to be. Um, Yeah. But I've also had, like, um, experiences where I had basically a finished song and there was, like, one section or, like, a line or something that I needed. Mm -hmm. I needed, like, an outside opinion on and... In that case, it, we didn't end up doing it equally because it was, like, an already finished song and I just, like, needed, like, help on, like, a like a s- small portion of it. But, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, the right way to do it either. Like, that's just how I did it at the time. Mm-hmm. But I am always, you know, learning new always things learning. and, like, what the what the yeah. proper etiquette is. Um, because and, you I, know, there's those yeah. stories where people are, like... Where people are like, oh, yeah, we were writing, and then we ordered pizza, and then the pizza guy came in and heard the song and suggested, like, a word change, and then everyone was like, oh, no, like, (laughs) we have to give him freaking credits now. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think, like, in most, like, co-writing situations, like, it does make sense to split it equally because the song would not be, like what it is without everyone's um you know like presence so so yeah yeah, I don't know if what I've done in the past is necessarily like the right way to do it but then again like I don't even know if there is a right way to do it we're all just learning I I have no idea everyone just kind of does what they see fit yeah I think definitely don't like ruin your relationships with people over splits like that is not Mm -hmm. don't like fight you know stand up for yourself obviously if you're like I think I deserve more like talk about it but yeah my kind of policy too is that it is almost always split evenly unless it's like the case you said where I'm like bringing a song that's like almost done or someone brings a song to me that's almost done and it's more like a critique than a conceiving a song together mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. but yeah I don't I never think that like oh if somebody I never think like oh how many lines did someone write or how what part did you write what yeah. part did you write what's interesting though is like um people who usually songwriters don't ask this but like a friend's family whatever who's asking about songwriting will be like oh which part did you write and I always think that's the weirdest question and I <laughs> never know how to answer that because I'm like, I don't even like, I don't even remember. Like, I don't, because it's kind of, 
it's such it's like such a deeply collaborative thing and like literally somebody's what someone said would then translate to someone put it in lyrics and then someone changed those lyrics and someone had a melody and then someone changed that melody it's like I can't say like oh I wrote the pre-chord I mean like sometimes there's situations like that but rarely does that happen for me you know it's so it's so like interconnected and it's so true that literally like somebody's like just being in the room and having good energy and like good kind of like banter I guess like can like make a song happen and then you can't say that they're any less valuable in making the song than like the person who who like hummed the melodies first you know yeah. mm-hmm. so it's such a weird thing like a think, comment yeah. someone makes can make you think about something in a different way yeah there's so many little things that go into it you don't own. even think of that's so weird i've never heard anyone like i've no one no oh my gosh i can't speak today no one has ever said that to me like oh which part did you write? no one's ever that's asked you that no People ask oh i've gotten that so i've gotten that like i don't know what i just i genuinely don't know how to answer that because i don't have an answer like i'm like i can't I wouldn't like, be well, able I to tell of, you. I'm like, I, I guess wrote I wrote thing, like, but so did my co-writer. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, but then it changed to this, and then we tweaked it back to this, and then we changed yeah. it again. It's, just so interesting it's like to how me. it gets lost. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sauce. I literally was asked that the other day, and I don't know. I think it was in an email, but I didn't. Re- I haven't replied to the email yet because mm-hmm. I feel weird about that. Question. You're like, I have no idea. <laughs> I like, can't I don't answer your email. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Those are all our questions for you, Rachel. That's all our discussion. I think it's been a while. We've been talking. Can I ask you a question? Of course you can. I'm nervous. So (laughs) what made you guys want to start this podcast? Oh, my God. Rachel with the good questions. Um, Anik, do you want to take that first? So I don't even know. This is let me um, just um, pass that yeah, off to someone else. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling Sasha that my friends now were thinking about starting a podcast about I don't even know what. And then Sasha was like, oh my gosh, we should start a podcast. And I said, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> and then basically we kind of just talked about it for a little bit and then didn't talk about it for like a week. And then Sasha was like, I ran the idea past my mom. She thinks it's a great idea. Lots of people listen to the podcast. <laughs> let's it's talk mom about my it. mom gave it the thumbs yeah. up <laughs> yeah and then we just kind of yeah. thought it would be interesting to create a podcast about songwriting and all the different things in songwriting because we're songwriters and we would definitely yep. listen to something like this yes we would and mm-hmm. i don't know, you know any like you know new up-and-coming songwriters that kind of talk about their experiences as they're going mm-hmm. through them it's usually people who are more you know at the top of their game and super famous already so I think it's interesting <laughs> to like go through it together as we grow as artists and as we release music. I was kind of, I was thinking, I think, in the past few months, especially since I've been quarantined, I've been thinking a lot because there's nothing else to do, which whatever, that has its downfalls. But um, <laughs> I was kind of thinking like I've been working on so many projects with music, like these EPs, like writing with you, Rachel, like doing all this stuff. And I kind of just was thinking of, like, other things, other things that are, like, different, kind of a different creative outlet, but still, like, around my interests. And I also, like, it's been important um, to me from the get-go, like, 
to be supporting like women and girls in this like field that I am part of and so that was kind of I was like how can I do that well kind of uh, yeah I was like what in what way am I gonna do that and I was like maybe I don't know like Anik is a is a woman a girl that I think who is really amazing and who I work with a lot so like Mm -hmm. okay let's get us together and let's talk about like what we do and that kind of in itself is empowering I think and then also it could be like a platform to to I don't know be like a advocating for women in music in that way and I also just wanted to like talk about all the things that I think about all the time because like I'm making music all the time and there's so many like stories and like like knowledge that comes with that so many knowledge so much knowledge that comes with that and it's just interesting and I love talking about it whenever anyone brings up like music or asks me questions about it like Mm -hmm. I just like I can't shut up you know like I'm just (laughs) and I love like making like trapping like my family or my friends in a car and like making them listen to music I like and like and let me tell like like talk about it because I get too like excited (laughs) so I think that's why the idea for the podcast sounded like a good idea to me and then yeah it got mom approved and I was like let's just do it like there's nothing else to do right now (laughs) we took some of that Rachel spirit and we're like let's be doers and we just did it well I am very happy that you guys decided to make a podcast I Mm. love listening to you guys talk (laughs) um and um it means so much that you wanted me to be a guest thank you for being on I'm sure you'll be back yeah hopefully you'll be back many times okay so now we're gonna do our final we're gonna we added a final section we added song of the week in addition to woman of the week yes and so we're gonna start start with song of the week Yes. My song okay. of the week start. this week is Sometimes by Codaline. Codaline by is Codaline. They're a great band. I used to listen to them a lot in high school. Mm. And since I've been in quarantine, I kind of was looking through their new music. And so mm. they just released a song in 2020. It's called Sometimes. And it is a wonderful song by a wonderful band that you guys should definitely check out. Mm. Why do you like it? I just really not like not like not like calling you out like I'm sure it's great but like <laughs> why I like it honestly I've always just been a fan of the band sound they have like a kind of like indie acoustic type of folky sound mm. which I really like I don't love know, it folk, yeah kind of and <laughs> they I don't know I just think it's a really cool song I love the melodies in it and the harmonies and mm-hmm. everything and yeah I think the lyrics are really great I think it's just a great song all around. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go check it out after this because I don't think I know it. Okay. My song of the week, I literally was struggling up until like right before I called you for this episode because I've been listening to the band Muna a lot, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure I've talked to you about, but like there's two of their songs that I was picking between. I ended up picking um, their song called Who, Who by Muna. Okay. And it's a sad song about, I guess, a breakup is what it seems like to me. And it's just like their lyrics. They have some lyrics in here that I'm just like, they're so golden. Like, they're so good. Like, let me just read this to you from, okay. oh my gosh. Um, there's two sections that I just love. It starts with, I never thought you knew what love was until I heard you sing a love song. With the way you treat me, I had to reach my own conclusions. And I was like, that 
could not have been said better. It's just like, it was just, it's like concise and it's emotional and it's just like, it's so good. I hear that. I'm just like, oh my gosh, how did they come up with that? I don't know. And then there's this other part that says, you sounded clear as a crystal. You sounded soft as the rainfall and every note was a lump in my throat, but I knew I had to hear it all. And I just, when I listened to that song for the first time and they sung that, you know how sometimes you hear lyrics and you're just like, no way. Like, you didn't just say that. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of lyrics that I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, I get it. But sometimes they, like, stop me in my tracks. Like, I'll be on a walk listening to a song and I'll hear a line. I'll literally just pause. I'm like, no, go back. They didn't. That's so beautiful. Anyway, so I love that song and I love those two sets of lines in particular. And so that's why that's my song of the week. Great choice. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> really so much more in depth geeked than out about I that. Like, I just like the song, you. These are two sections. No, it's just because I wanted to talk about the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Woman of the Week. Okay, do you want to start off since I did it last time? Sure. Okay, my Woman of the Week is Nija Charles. Um, Nija Charles is a songwriter, again. I picked a songwriter last week, but I'll probably keep doing that for a <laughs> while because I just really like them. <laughs> but um, Nija Charles... Uh, wrote, I mean, obviously loads, but she wrote Ring and I Do from Cardi B's Grammy-winning album, Invasion of Privacy. I actually sent, it's funny, I sent a screenshot of something she posted on Instagram to to you and to Rachel just the other day. She was the one who posted the thing about, like, songwriters, like, learn how to record yourself during Mm -hmm. quarantine, like, learn, like, those bits of, like, engineering and how to use logic because it's important and, like, you should have that agency over over like your what I don't know your work and like what you're able to do just alone Mm -hmm. and so I love that she talks about stuff like that and I think she's um obviously really talented and accomplished and a young female songwriter so that's why I picked Nisha Charles amazing yeah so this week I picked Rebecca Jordan Smith oh my god you didn't (laughs) Oh my god. Rebecca is a singer songwriting from Cleveland, Ohio. And she was actually one of our teachers at NYU. (gasps) And she was just the most amazing person. I'm gonna cry. (laughs) Um, She's written for Prince and John Legend, Kelly Clarkson. And she's also released her own music, which I think is super cool. And um, she's toured with lots of different bands and I love that now, I'm sure she does still write too, but I love that she is like a guest speaker at different colleges because she has mm, so much yeah, knowledge cool. and she, you know, gives back and is a mentor to so many, I think, to the three of us. Definitely. <laughs> For sure. And so For I, sure. yeah, I really look up to her and I think she is a wonderful woman who's super, super talented. And so she is my woman of the week. Oh my gosh. Anik, I... D- I mean, of course, I didn't know, like, you were going to pick that because, like, we didn't tell each other what we we're going to pick, but that, like, makes me emotional. That's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if Rebecca listens to our podcast. We'll have she to tell her, She follows us, too. which I love. And I feel like she just is just, <laughs> she really has been so helpful, too, with Dream Kid, just when we ask yeah. her questions about things that we need to know. She's just so wise. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's a great one. I think that concludes episode two of Songwriting Saves the World. This week's special guest being Rachel Bachner, topic being co-writing. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs>
Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Songwriting Saves the World. Thank you. Stay tuned. Even in the dark, I see your face and end up on my own.